prophecy. And a testimony means to do again. So when someone gets up like Jace or someone gets up like Steve and he is sharing about the goodness of God in his life, someone else is filled by faith in the audience and they're going, I want a load of that. I've got a load to give you this morning. A good load, eh? And so even, you know, when, um, you know, when it doesn't matter how many times you get up here, we need the Holy Spirit. And when Jace, you look awesome, Carol, don't worry. When Jace said um, last, yesterday to me, she said, um, do you know what? Oh, she says, I feel like I could vomit. I says, don't worry. I feel like that every time. So I'm down here. So if you get the vomit, Carol, and keep the buckets ready, eh? that's all good. So increase. What are you expecting? That is my title. What are you expecting? We as a church and as a family, our Whitehead family, we are expecting increase. Increase. God is about increase, eh? God is a big God. He's not about decrease. He's about increase, enlarging us, growing us in God, which is part of our vision statement is making disciples, growing in God. God is about moving people forward, moving them forward. Okay, there was a little six-year-old girl, her name was Susie, and she goes to her mum and says, oh, I've got such a sore stomach. And her mum said, that's because your stomach is empty. You would feel better if you had something in it. So later on in the day, a few hours later, her father comes home from work, I've had a hard day. He flings himself on the couch and he says, I've got a headache. And Susie pipes up and says, well, mum says that there's nothing in it. It's empty. And if you put something in it, it would make you feel better. So there you go. Isn't it good for our kids? Don't we love our kids when they're so honest? Yes. Expecting increase. Do you know that God wants you to grow, to keep strong, to keep growing? <laughs> Love Adira, she's great. God created everything with the capacity to grow. We are not expected to be on the same spot. He wants us to move forward. God is in the business of increasing his people. In Psalm 35 and 27, I love this. It says, let them shout for joy and be glad that favor my righteous cause. Yes, let them say continually, let the Lord be magnified who has pleasure in the prosperity of his servants. Do you know as sons and daughters of our Father in heaven, he wants to prosper you. It's in his DNA that he wants to prosper you. It's in our DNA. He wants us to do well in life. He wants us to succeed. But what are you expecting? What are you expecting here this morning? When you came through the door, what was on your mind? Did you think, I've had a terrible week? It always happens to me. You know, I was in England and I was visiting my sister and um, she's been sick quite a lot lately and she said, I feel like I go around with a big patch on my back says, it happens to me. And I said, do you know why it happens to you, Esther? Because you speak it out. Said, start speaking out, lie and wholeness. Stop that negativity. Stop that. I call it stinking thinking. God wants to purify your thinking and give you a sweet-ass mindset this morning. So we're in about increase this morning, sweet-ass bro. I loved it. When we were on the ship, it was so hilarious, you know, because there was not, in fact, there was 
15 New Zealanders on the ship of 2,000 passengers. We made up seven of them, so that was a lot. And if you know our family, we're big, we're noisy, we're kind of out there, we, we're not quiet. And every morning, I would go up for breakfast, and the Lion series was just starting too, and I, we, I said, oh, can you screen the Lion series for us, you know? And this guy looked at me and went, Lions? Rugby? What's, what's Lions got to do with rugby? And I'm like, oh, don't worry, it's okay. But every morning after that, because he found out and he knew one word and he knew that the, the name was Haka, every morning when I went out for breakfast, he'd go, Haka, 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 and I'd go, Komate, you know, like that. And, and then it was funny because it was like bees. All of a sudden, everyone would look up and there was like 2,000 people on the ship. And all the New Zealanders, the rest of them would come and go, oh, kia ora, you know, and they'd start. And it was so awesome. I loved it. It was like home from home. Totally awesome. And I'm totally off the plot. 3 John 1 verse 3, it says this, I wish above all things that you may prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. God wants your soul to prosper this morning. But not just that, he wants you to be in health. What are you expecting this morning? I just love it. I'm expecting increase. I'm expecting health. I'm expecting wholeness this morning. None of that stinking thinking, negative thinking. Eh? God didn't create us to be stagnant. He created us to multiply, increase, and be in abundance. He doesn't plan for us to be a few. Even at church, he doesn't plan for us to be few. You know, I hear people say, oh, it's not about the numbers. Well, let me tell you, God actually wrote a book on numbers. So he must be interested in numbers if he could think about writing a book on it. Eh? He's very interested in numbers, but he's not just interested in numbers. He's interested in people. And people, when they multiply, what a mighty army of God he's got, eh, that go out there and tell people about the love of Jesus. That's increase, isn't it? So we are excited here at Excite, aren't we, Paul? We are just expecting increase this year. This place is going to be full and overflowing with people who are excited for increase, who are believing God for good things in their life. And we celebrate wins that excite. We are excited for you because we believe God has got good days ahead for his church. I can tell you the church is alive and kicking and well. Come to our house and we'll show you it's alive and kicking and well because it's on fire too, right? Do you know that the first two letters in the name God are go. God is about a go. He's about moving forward. And do you know the word go in the Bible is 1,542 times. That's a lot of times God is saying, go, get off your butt and move. That's what he's really telling us sometimes, isn't he? Too right. But you know, he's about increase continually. Do you know what the first three, word, three letters, and it spells the word in Satan is? Sat. It is sat. Do you know that the enemy wants you to get unbelief. He wants you to get stinking thinking. He wants you to think negativity because if he can keep you sitting and he can keep you stagnant so you're not moving, you're not going anywhere, are you? You're not going anywhere, but God is a go God. So no matter what you're facing in life this morning, you start declaring out, 
words of life over your situation because that's what it's about. No matter what this mind tells you, you keep speaking it out. Do you know that Billy Graham preached many, many times. Everyone knows Billy Graham. He was a famous evangelist. In our time, amazing. He saw hundreds and thousands of people saved. But when he first started, there was a time where he never saw hardly anybody come to Jesus. And he got despondent. And one day a reporter came to him and said, Wow, you never had that then, but now you're seeing hundreds of people saved. He said, Why the difference? He said, Because I told my, I had to align my head, my thinking, with my heart. Your heart might be telling you this morning, Lord, I've had this in my heart, this plan for a long time, and it's not come to pass. But I'm going to get my thinking in line with my heart. I'm going to speak out that increase. I'm going to speak out that great job. I'm going to speak out blessing and favor and good things because that is what God has for us. He is a go God, and he wants his people to go, go, go. Eh? Awesome. So what are you... What are you expecting this morning? You know, God called us to be victors, not victims. Sometimes we can, with our own thinking, be a victim of our own doing. Do you know, people can be so, you know, sometimes it's like, you know, we can, people are so negative, they can create their own storms and then get mad when it rains. It's like, ah, oh, well, hello, start speaking out sunshine in your life. I do, even on holiday. We had a great holiday, great time away. And yeah, I'm Paul's sunshine, but Paul doesn't like heat, and I love heat. So I didn't worry about Paul. I said, you can sit, uh, sit in the, um, the, the uh, stateroom, they call it. But on the last few days, uh, um, there'd been a bit of a breeze, and I said, Lord, I'm going back with white legs. I've got to prove a Scotch girl can get a tan. Please, just for the last four or five days, make it hot. I want it really hot. And it was boiling. And Paul was like a whinging palm. It was like, oh, it's hot stuff. It was awesome. I spoke out sunshine because that's what I wanted. What are you wanting? What are you expecting this morning? Tell you what, I'm expecting sunshine this morning. And I expected a win last night. I was just so happy the All Blacks win. I tell you, I just love the All Blacks. And I just thank the Lord for the win this morning. But we had, Steve and Rachel um, came and joined us last night. And Paul said, oh, it's going to be a tough game. And they're talking about saying, what if they lose? And I went, enough of that. And I said, thank you, Jesus. We are expecting a great win from the All Blacks tonight. And yeah, oh, it was so good. They won. I loved it. Love it. Sorry, I just, it must be the Scottish in me. I just love rugby, really love rugby. Where's your vision this morning? What are you expecting? You know, there was two people in the Bible and they were related, Lot and Abraham. And Abraham uh, was the uncle of Lot. And they were so much blessing coming their way. They had so much heads that Lot, Abraham says to his nephew, you go one way and I'll go the other because we've got so much blessing, so much stuff here. You go whatever way you want. But the difference is the vision. What do you see ahead in your day? What are you seeing in your heart? And it says in the word there that Lot pitched his tent to Sodom. Now, Sodom was sin city. Everything evil and bad was going on there. 
and it said he pitched his tent and it looked towards Sodom. His view was constantly negative. It was always on the evil, always the things that were going on there. But Abraham, he said, I'm with God, and God, God had given him a vision of stars, of multiplication, of increase. Even when he was barren and he wasn't a father, God said, nah, I'm going to make you a father of many nations. Amazing man of God and faith he was. He didn't look at negative and evil, but he had a vision of the stars. God wants to give you a vision of stars this morning, of increase, multiplication. What are you expecting? Do you know, even Yongi Cho, who is in Korea, has the largest church in, church in the world, over a million people. And he said, I look at the thousands of staff I have to pay. I look at the cost of the building. I look at all the pastoral challenges, and I start to sink. But I choose to focus on God. Where's your focus and your vision this morning? Have you got it on negativity, or have you got it on God, who is about go and increase and multiplication? Breakthrough is coming. I want to share a story in the Bible about a great young man who was filled with faith, and he was about increase. And it was in a story in 1 Samuel 17, and it was about David. And we all, a lot of us know the story about David because he's the one that went and killed giant Goliath. But there were some interesting things that God was showing me there this morning. Do you know Goliath was nine feet, over nine feet. He was huge. That's about three meters tall. He was so big. And um, so 1 Samuel 17, you know, this is this big giant. He would come out every day. And it was said the Philistines occupied one hill and the Israelites occupied another hill. And in between was the valley. And it says that he would come out, this Philistine, this giant, he was huge. He would have been big this way and huge this way. He had a big staff and a spear. He was humongous. He was very intimidating to the men of Israel. They were scared of him, really scared. And it's funny, you know, that all these mighty men, or supposedly mighty men who were trained in warfare, were terrified. They were intimidated by this giant. And it says here, for 40 days this Philistine came forward every morning and evening. And I thought that was interesting because, you know, and if the devil wants to get you intimidated, what does he do? He gets you first thing in the morning before you go out for your day. He'll start whispering negativity into you. He'll start whispering like the Philistine did. He started to shout, am I not a Philistine? He thought he was big and mighty. Am I not a Philistine? Am I not great? This is what it was all about him. And he comes, and this is what the enemy wants to do with us. He wants to whisper to us every morning and every evening, if he can get us last thing before we go to bed and give us a sleepless night, he'll start whispering intimidating thoughts in our head and say, oh, you're not good enough. You really can't do that job. I don't believe you can do that. You, look what you did in your past. You're no good. And we go to bed. And we try to sleep with the, no good, I'm not good enough. And this is what this Philistine was doing. And this army of Israel were terrified. But David comes along, young David, and he was really young. They reckon he might have been about 17 years old. He comes along, 
And he didn't. Do you know that the Bible never tells us that David called him a giant because David never saw a giant. He just saw someone who was a humbug who thought, I'm going to get rid of him. He really was. He was like, get rid of him out the way, you know. That's what David saw. But the others saw this big giant. And, you know, I don't know what mountain you are facing this morning. This was a mountain of a man, but David didn't see him as a giant. What mountain are you facing this morning? But I want you to speak to that mountain like we're told to in the Word because David actually spoke to the mountain. He spoke to Goliath and he had some interesting things that he had to say. What does he say? He comes before the giant and he says this. Oh, I'll, I'll read that later actually, but... One thing um, that David actually, it was so cool. When he comes, and it says this in, uh, in verse 20, it says, David sets out to go towards where the giant was, where um, Goliath was. And David asks a question. And he asks it in verse um, 24. All the army, they're scared, they're talking, they're, they're feeling intimidated, they're talking, breathing ne negativity. Birds of a feather flock together. If you're feeling heavy and down, don't hang around buds of a feather with negativity. It's not healthy. Get around someone positive. Someone who'll build you up and put faith into you, eh? Choose your friends wisely, guys, because they can either make you or break you. Get around, around some positive people at Excite Church who know who they are in Christ, who know they're giant killers. Yeah. Who don't, who don't feel intimidated when the enemy comes along and tries to upset and threaten them. And he comes up to these people in Israel, these, this, this young boy, 17-year-old, with all these trained men of Israel, and he says to them, who's this? Do you see how this man keeps coming out? He comes out to defy Israel. This is verse 25. The king will give great wealth to the man who kills him. He will also give him his daughter in marriage and will exempt his father's family from taxes in Israel. That's for all his life. Wasn't that a great thing to have? And then David comes in, and he doesn't know this, so he's, this is what David says. So David, in verse 26, I think it is, yes, he says, what will be done for the man who kills this Philistine and removes this disgrace from Israel? I like this. Do you know what? David's about increase. His vision was on the prize. He wasn't interested in Goliath. He says, what's in it for me? What am I going to get out of this? And he's going to get a princess. Can you imagine? This guy, this shepherd boy who looked after sheep was going to get a princess and he was going to get no taxes for him and his family. That was a and he was a big family too. He was one of eight children. Oh, I'd love it if Paul and his family never to pay taxes for the rest of their life. Be awesome. But render to Caesar the things that are Caesar's, just in case you're thinking of not doing. <laughs> but um, wasn't that a great prize? David didn't have his eye on the mountain of man in front of him. He didn't have his eye on the negativity. He wasn't intimidated. He said, let's remove this disgrace from Israel. I've got my eye on the prize. I'm going to tell you a funny story. We were traveling, when we were on the cruise ship, we were traveling through Italy and Greece. And we were in one of these restaurants in um, Greece. 
And this restaurant owner, he was serving us, and we were eating our, our kai and having a coffee and everything and loading Wi-Fi and filling up on stuff, so it was awesome. And uh, in walks Chloe, and she sits down. And the restaurant owner's looking at Chloe, and uh, he, he, he kind of starts talking to Paul and I. And he says, I've got a son. And he says, um, she's really nice, eh? And I went, that's a Scottish blood in her. She's very nice. She's beautiful. Very nice. And he said, um, we could come to an arrangement. And he said, um, he said, would your daughter marry our son? And Paul and I are such lovely parents. We said, so what's in it for us? And he looks at us, and he looks at Paul, and he says, um, hmm, this is a true story, eh, Chloe? True story. Definitely happened. He went, he said, 50 barrels of vino. <laughs> oh, did you say 40,000? I thought he said 50, 50 barrels of vino. Oh, oh, too cheap. So anyway, I'm like, was that it? I wanted a bit, a bit more of a prize than that. Here was me expecting a villa in Mykonos and Mykonos and Santorini and, and wine. I don't even drink wine anyway, so I wasn't too worried. But Chloe's like, you know, she's trying to signal to us about Don Aguila Lucan. And I went, yes, darling. Your parents about increased Chloe. We have got good things for you ahead. God's got good things. So it's no Italians and no Greeks for you because they can't play rugby, but Kiwi boys, Kiwi boys. Yeah, go the Kiwis. That's, I actually told her that. I said Kiwi boys because I want to keep her around New Zealand so I don't have to visit too far. So, but we, eye on the prize. David had his eye on the prize, didn't he? He, wasn't, he didn't see Goliath as a giant. He didn't see him as this big intimidating mountain. He had his eye on the prize. I just love it. What are you expecting this morning? David has his, had his eye on the blessing, not on the enemy. He never saw him as a, an, a, intimidating an enemy. He wasn't intimidated, and he just went for it. It was so good. What was in it for him? He was looking with his eyes on the prize. Are you expecting increase this morning? Are you expecting breakthrough in your life and in your circumstance? Do you know miracles are coming your way every day or they're passing you by every day? What are you expecting? Are you expecting a miracle in your life this morning? Just like David, this is what David did. When he came before Goliath, he looked at Goliath and this is what he said. David said this, you come to me with a sword and a spear and a javelin, but I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This day the Lord will hand you over to me. What an amazing declaration. What are you speaking out of your mouth over your circumstance, over your mountain this morning? What are you speaking out? Oh, it's terrible. I don't know how I'm going to get through this. 
I don't know if I can face tomorrow. I failed in the past. You know, I went bankrupt. Oh, and my health is terrible. I'm not able to work. What are you speaking to your mountain? You start declaring the goodness of the Lord in your life. You have the Lord of hosts, the creator of the universe, whose natural is super. He can do anything. He is about increase. He's about blessing. He's about growing you. Don't you get intimidated. You start speaking it out. You align your head with your heart. Even when I get on my plane and you hear all sorts of things about terrorists and everything, I sit down and say, this plane is blessed today because I'm on it. And I'm going to have faith that God will carry me and see me through on my travels and I'll be back here in New Zealand to annoy you guys. Yes, I will. To speak life and wholeness and blessing over you guys. God is a good God. He has blessing and good things for us. You tell your mountain about your God because that's what David did. He gets this giant, a mountain of a man, and he says, I'm going to tell this mountain about my God. Who is he? He's disgracing Israel. And it says, verse 45, this day the Lord will hand you over to me. Tell your mountain about God. They want to hear it. And I love this in verse 46. This is what it says. This is what David says. He says, he goes on to tell the mountain this. He says, and the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. Isn't that awesome? And guess what? The whole world did hear in those days that David had killed a giant. And the whole world needs to know about Jesus. Our world needs to know about the goodness of God. They need to know who he is. What he's about, that he's a loving father and he's got increase and good things about for you. The whole world need to know about Jesus. Why are you so blessed? People will come and the whole world will talk about it. They would have talked about this battle for ages afterwards. They would have talked so much about this battle. And you know, the world need to know about Jesus. We need to talk about Jesus with our world. And they'll say, wow, why are you so blessed? Carol, why are you so blessed when you you go to work? You know, they might say, Dave, why are you so blessed? Carmel, why are you so blessed? What is it about you? And you can say, let me tell you about my dad. Awesome, eh? You got some good things to share, people. Increase, good things ahead. Are you coming up? Brilliant. Absolutely. Fantastic. Praise God. I'll never uh, stand in the way of my wife. Actually, she was walking up to me then before I started to tremble a bit. Uh, It's, uh, I just agree. I say, preach it. Go for it. Amen. Praise God. Good old Scottish blood, eh? What a God we serve. Expecting increase. Boy, after a message like that, I'm expecting more increase. What about you? You'll never rise above what you see in your mind. So just change that thinking and just believe in an awesome God. Believe in God's super coming into our natural. And I want to just uh, reach out to you today. If you do not know God personally here this morning, God so loved the world that He gave His Son, that whosoever, that's you, 
You are the whosoever believes in Him should not perish, but have eternal life. God wants to bless you with life more abundant. Jesus said, I'm come that they might have life and life to the full. He really wants you to live, my brother and sister. But if you are here today and you do not know God, if He is not your heavenly Father and you feel far from Him, I want to tell you He loves you. He knows you. He knows all about you. He knows all about the plans He has for you. Your life is not a mistake. He has sent His Son to be your Savior, and you can ask Him into your heart and into your life today. You can receive salvation. You know, good things come down from heaven. We were created from the dust and the dirt where you get all the mud. But all the blessing and the favor comes down from heaven. You just look on a mountain and see the snow, how pure and how white it is. It doesn't come from the mud. It comes from heaven. And it is absolutely beautiful and and, and clear and pure and white. God gives you the perfect righteousness of His Son, Jesus. It's not something that you can conjure up, but He wants to take away your dirt. And that's why Jesus died on the cross, to remove your dirt, your selfishness, your self-centeredness. And He wants you to lift your eyes beyond yourself and to look up to the Lord from heaven. He wants to give you the perfect righteousness of Jesus. And that is what grace is. God's riches at Christ's expense. And you can ask the Lord into your heart and life here this morning. So I just want everyone just to bow their heads. I'm going to give you an opportunity here today if you do not know Jesus as your Savior. If you've never received God's gift for you today, you can ask Him into your heart and into your life right now. Is that you I'm speaking to? I want to stand here in agreement with you when you ask Jesus to come into your heart. I'm going to make it simple for you. I'm not going to embarrass you this morning. I'm not going to call you up the front here this morning. But I'm going to let you repeat after me while everyone's eyes are closed. If that's you this morning, I'm going to lead you in a prayer. If you want to receive Jesus this morning and you know God's been speaking to you and you need God in your life, if you need the Lord as your Savior, and you know that, and you want to reach out to Him and receive Him, please put your hand up right now. If that's you, if that's you, put your hand up. Thank you, Lord. See that hand? I want to stand in agreement with you. Is there anyone else here this morning? Thank you, Father. And wants to receive Jesus into their heart, into their life. Well, I'm just going to say a prayer while everyone's eyes are shut, and you can just pray this, even under your breath. You don't have to pray out loud. We're not going to embarrass you. Let's just pray together. Lord, I confess and turn from my sin and selfishness. I believe that you died and now live for me. I receive you as my Savior. I confess that you are my Lord from now on. Thank you for the gift of your life. Amen. If you've received Jesus for the first time this morning, we want to celebrate that. Heaven rejoices over one sinner that repents. And we've all come the same way, realized our unworthiness and received Jesus. And we want to celebrate with you too. And we can talk with you after. And we can talk with you about baptism, about bearing the old self life and coming up to walk a new life in Jesus. Praise His name. I want to do one more thing this morning. I know the team are really, really keen just to move on. But I want us to stand together this morning. And we want to do some declarations this morning because I think it's important if we're expecting increase, we want to declare it out over our life. 
I have seven things that are going to come up on the screen that we want to declare uh, over us, over the congregation, over our lives this morning. Here's the first one. Let's just say this all together. I, de- I dedicate my life to God in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Number two, I reaffirm that I have a covenant relationship with God and nothing shall separate me from the love of God. I believe that. Amen. Number three, I declare that I have a heart of obedience and sacrifice and I walk in the leading of God. Amen. Number four, I declare that the blessing of God is on me and the blessing of God overrides anything and everything in my background that hinders progress. Amen. I declare that God's will for me is increase in all areas of life. Therefore, I refuse to be small. Come on. Number six, I break free from all forms of limitations, stagnancy and setbacks in the name of Jesus. Number seven, I declare that prosperity is mine. The days of smallness are over in my life and I receive God's grace for supernatural increase. Amen. I believe it. We declare it in Jesus' name for His glory. Amen.